You are listening to the Feedback Podcast with my homie Back. All right, welcome to the Feedback Podcast, everybody. My name is Back. This is episode 296. Thank you for tuning in. A uh, couple of announcements. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. Go to the Feedback uh, on YouTube, just youtube.com slash the Feedback, B-A-K. Uh, I'm almost up to date with putting all the episodes together and uploading all that. So go check it out. Otherwise, actually on top of that, just go wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, way everywhere. Uh, go back to the archives. Uh, I just had uh, Raza Jaffrey on the, on the podcast. We talked about, uh, the things that only happened in America. So that was, that was really interesting. Uh, who else did I have on recently? Yes, uh, the great Ashley Orvitin was on. We talked about phone counterculture. Uh, that was a dope conversation. So, yeah, just go back to the archive. There's plenty to go around. I've talked to a lot of people over the past 10 years. I've been doing this for 10 years. I ain't got no sponsor, no Patreon. I just do this because I love it. Uh, maybe I should get I need, I need an assistant first. But anyway, uh, yes, go back to the archive. Check it out. Uh, second announcement, record play. See that? Record play. Um, record play. I want to thank again everybody who came through to the last one, the DVs edition. That was our livest one yet. Um, shout out to Pershing. Shout out to Kay Kelly. Shout out to Marissa Rivera and all the the people at Pershing. Uh, I got. Uh, I just got all the videos. Uh, I just got. No, I got photos. I got the videos are coming, but I got photos. I'm gonna post those uh, very soon. But uh, the next one, people have been asking already, and tickets are already getting sold right now. Uh, the next one will be on Sunday, November 5th at Pershing. So it's a brunch thing again, going back to, to the Sunday, uh, 12, 12 p.m. brunch. And the theme is the producer's edition. So as you know, I mean, it's hip-hop 50th birthday. And there's been a lot of shows all over the country, hip-hop 50, Let's bring out the artists. Let's bring out Dougie Fresh and all Cool J and you know Rakim and EPMD, which is great. Which is great. You know, I love I love hip hop. Uh, this is dope. But I wanted to give it up to the producers on this one. So uh, from RZA, Swiss Beats, uh, DJ Premier, Kanye, uh, Pete Rock, Jay Dilla, uh, Alchemist, uh, Timberland. Uh, Hit Boy, Metro Boomin, like all those guys. So uh, we're going to give it up to the producers. It'll be hosted by Rudy Davino will be back on the mic. Uh, Kay Kelly will be the DJ. I'll be hosting as well. And so, yeah, we'll be back at Pershing November 5th. It is the weekend of Afrotech. So if you're in town, make sure you check that out too. Uh, but, yeah, that's Sunday. Come on to Pershing. And you can get tickets right now. They already get – people are already buying it, buying tickets. So it's early bird pricing uh, through the month of September. But don't wait. Uh, you go to recordplay.live slash producers, uh, and you can grab your tickets right now. We the, la the last one, we pretty much sold out. There was a packed room. So don't sleep on this one. It's a big weekend because of Afrotech. So – Go to recordplay.live slash producers and get your tickets now. All right. So this is a special episode. I wanted to do this one alone because, you know, uh, I just came back from New York City. Um, I I love going to New York. Uh, I've been going to New York since 1999, maybe two, not 2000, maybe. 
Um, but yeah, I need I needed a reset. I needed to get out and get out of Austin. Uh, it was getting too hot, to be honest. It's like what three digits, three, two months straight. Um, you know, I didn't get much vacation. I didn't get vacation at all. I had a lot of work to do, so uh, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna go to New York, and you know, I love. If, if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I love a city that don't sleep. New York is like that. Paris is like that. I talked about Paris uh, podcast I did back in January, but. Um, yeah, I love a city, cities like New York because it's vibrant. You can feel the city alive. You know, you walk two blocks and you hear all kinds of languages. You smell all kinds of smells too, to be honest. Uh, and yeah, there's always something to do or something to look at. People are interesting. People are fun. Uh, people from all over the world. So, uh, I needed to get away and New York was the best, you know, the best option. You know, I also went out to check out some comedy. I'll get into that a little later. Uh, maybe got you know got on stage, so uh, I'll talk about that. But the the thing that struck me that that struck me about New York, and I hadn't been in a while. I hadn't been since twenty, yeah, twenty twenty. I went for my brother's wedding. Um, but I I get like moving in New York is a pain in the ass. <laughs> not not a pain in the ass. Like I'm not used to the distances, you know. Uh, I definitely got my steps in because I mean, and in, 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 let's be fair in Texas, we don't walk, right? There's AC everywhere. You go from your car to the store to work. You don't really walk a whole lot, right? Actually, if you walk and you're not in like workout clothes, it looks suspicious. So and don't, don't be walking in Texas. People are going to think like, oh, she's up to no good and you can get in trouble for that. But in New York, you know, everybody walks. You know, so I, I was walking. I was walking everywhere. I was staying in Midtown uh, the first weekend. I was there for 10 days. I've never been, I never stayed in New York that long. Uh, but I was staying in Midtown and I pretty much walked everywhere, um, everywhere I went. If not, I would grab a lift. And holy shit, man, the traffic is, 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 is horrible. <laughs> it's, it's so, it's so, it's so bad. It's like people are honking at you. You know, people are riding bikes. I end up riding bikes too. I was like, fuck the traffic, fuck the cars. Like I try to go from, I was going from like Times Square area where my second hotel was all the way down to the East Village. And I look at the map and I'm like, yeah, this is, you know, give it a 30 minutes or something. Uh, But like an idiot, I left around six o'clock and it took an hour. Uh, like bumper to bumper traffic, plus the people, like I said, people are walking. So people are crossing the street. Uh, it's, I didn't, I didn't even bother with the subway this time. I, I, I used to, I didn't bother with the subway. I didn't bother with really cabs either, like New York yellow cabs. I just did Lyft or I got on a city bike. And by the way, they have those e-bikes, like you can get like you on the docks and shit. And those are dope. Like I I rode I rode one from uh yeah from Times Square all the way down to Greenwich or Greenwich I don't know how you pronounce it um but it was great because like it you, I've never done it before so I'm gonna sound like an idiot if you already know what an e bike is good for you but that was my first time riding one so it's it's effortless because you know usually when you pedal especially going uphill you know trying to get in. You know, get in the groove takes a while, but that thing just helps you and it boosts you. So it was great. So thumbs up on the e-bikes. We need we need these here. 
Actually, we have scooters, so uh, we scoot everywhere we go. But anyway, um, I mean, I wanted to, you know, I had saved up some money. So I was like, yeah, I'll go to New York and, you know, I'll treat myself. I, I was, uh, and it was a lot of first <laughs> this time. I went to my first baseball game. Uh, so shout out to Alberto and Mike Swing uh, that I met up there on my first night. They were like, hey, back, you want to go to the Mets game? I'm like, was well, you sure the baseball, right? Because I wasn't sure what the hell the Mets was. Uh, so it was at City Field. So I, I get to City Field, and, yeah, it's huge stadium. And I've never – I don't think I've ever sat through, even on TV, uh, a whole baseball game. But I got to say, it's it's slow. It's fucking slow. It's boring, really. So it's American pastime. I get it. If you're a baseball fan, all power to you. It, it, it's not for me. I'm glad I got to see it. I'm glad I got to see it. What's, what's it. What was more interesting to me was like the dynamics as far as, you know, the announcer and they do the the cam, the camera thing when they zoom, when they, they show people on a giant screen and they start, you know, acting up or dancing or singing going, Oh, look, I'm over there. And then it is the awkward moment when you, this, you know, you're, you're kissing your girlfriend based on your girlfriend, like whatever. So, um, I was more interested in that than the actual game because man, it, it it's, it, it, it moves way too slow for five seconds of excitement when some dude runs from base to base. So, yeah, but I'm glad, I'm glad I got to see it. And by the way, when, when, when they win, so the Mets won against I don't even remember who they were playing, Mariners. I think I don't know where they're from. Anyway, the Mariners. If you know, good. I I don't. Um, but they have the fireworks and stuff. But the fireworks were going on for like like thirty minutes straight, just straight up shooting, and then it, it the whole place was cloudy afterwards. And I was like, that's. A, I mean, this is not like a big. I don't. I don't think. At least I was not told that it was like a big deal of a game. The stadium was not even full. So it was just a regular-ass game, the Mets versus the Mariners, and then they have all the fireworks and all that stuff, and it's all smoked out outside. Um, so, yeah, my first my first baseball game was the Mets game. So, yay, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else did I do? Oh, I got a massage. I posted about it actually. I got a, mas- a Thai massage. I never done that before either. Uh, I'm used to, you know, you lay on the on the thing, and then the lady or the dude, whatever you're into, just massages you. But this this bitch just climbed on my back and just dug her freaking her knees into my back and her elbow, like she was like rubbing my shoulder blades. And she was like, "Are you okay? You okay?" I was, I was dying, but you know, it was worth it. I lo- honestly, she she even asked if I could get another thirty minutes because she said, "Oh, you're so tense. You're very tense. You're very, you're very tense. You need to stay." I'm like, "I, I, I can't." But uh, uh, it it was dope. I really, I really, I felt good afterwards. I really needed it. Um, but I never done the Thai spa, so if you get a chance, I'm sure there's some in Austin wherever you live. Uh, check it out because it it get an hour and a half. If you if you if you're sitting on a computer a lot or you just stressed out, I mean they will. They, I look, they made knots with my legs. I didn't know I could do. Right? They she put her arm under my my calf and then went like this and it twisted it and nothing cracked. 
but it's just that stretch that she did. Like it, I didn't know I could do that, but you know, apparently I need to go more often. So that that's going to be, uh, that's going to be next on my list. So then I'll, I'll talk about the food because I probably gained like five or 10 pounds. I don't, can you tell? I don't know. I don't know, but I, I ate out every day, twice a day. And I was like, look, I, I had, it, I had it all. Well, I didn't have it all, but I had, I had French, I had Moroccan, Brazilian, like I'm Brazilian. I'm used to like the fogo de chao, like that kind of stuff. Um, but a legit Brazilian restaurant. Yeah. I never, I, that was my first time having straight up Brazilian food and that shit was delicious. Delicious. I went with my boy Lorenzo, who I hadn't seen in a long time, and just happened to be in New York because he's a he works on uh uh rigs for concerts and stuff. And we went there and we were like there was or there were orgies in our mouth the whole time. It was so freaking delicious. It was so good, so freaking good. Um I had Italian, I had I had to have New York pizza, of course. Uh I had sushi, sushi in the cone, like that that's I don't know. I was like, "Hey, why not?" You know, at, at this point, people just make make up crazy things to, to 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 serve food. So yeah, why not sushi in a cone? It was good. It was good. I liked it. I liked it. Uh, this diner I went to, um, I think it was somewhere in the East Village because I hung out in the East Village a lot, honestly. But they were like their menu was like. 10 pages long and they made everything in 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 that menu. There's one dude in the back just like he could do it all. And I was like, yeah, I have I forgot what I had. I forgot what I had, but some, something a little complicated, but he just she's delivered. That shit was on point. Loved it. Um I had a loud brothers too. I had to cuz it was next to my to my hotel. Uh, I've had it before, but you know, I know it's a it's an institution in New York, so it's just one of those things that you gotta have. Um, I went to so there's a there's a um there's an area in Harlem on 116th Street called Little Dakar, uh, which is the capital of Senegal, in case you didn't know. Uh and everything there is Senegalese. And there's a Senegalese restaurant called Pekin, which is the the name of this uh the town where I was born, um, and where well, where my family's from rather. But I'm I'm I was born in Senegal, but that's where my fam that my dad side of the family is from, and that's where we go all the time. So that's the name of the restaurant. And sure enough, man, I, I, every time I go to New York, I go there, and holy crap, the the rice with the meat, like I, I ate I ate half of it. I put it in my in my backpack. I went to a comedy show. I went back to my hotel late night, and I ate the rest of it. That that. My mom makes the best, of course, but this is pretty close. This is really, really close. So I, I really, I mean, food wise, now I'm gonna have to go and work out. That's that's what's gonna happen. I gotta, I gotta get back in the in, in the gym because I could see my cheeks a little, yeah, my cheeks are a little puffy here. Um, should oh yes, another first. Um, there's a hip hop um, immersive experience they had. It was near the World Trade Center. Um, and the thing is like, I kept getting ads about it, you know, the algorithm, I, you know, my Instagram has some hip hop in it. I guess I was geolocated or targeted or whatever, but I kept seeing it. 
And I was like, yeah, you know, why not? Let's go see what this is about. And sure enough, it, it's actually pretty well done. Like you go into this this big hall and it's this whole, like, it's all projected around you, like on the on the ground, on the walls, on the ceiling. And there's a, there's a big screen and you look around you and it's basically the history of hip hop. So from the beginning, you know, with Cool Herc and the, the block parties, uh, the Grandmaster Flash, all of that. And then it talks about the, I think they break it down in four. So there's like the, the genesis of it all. Then the, the, the lyricists. So Biggie and Nas and all that. And then it, 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 it pays tribute to, uh, where hip hop went after that. So, you know, here's Atlanta. So here's, and then the show, you know, Outcasts, you know, Kilo Mike, everybody, then Memphis and then Miami and, uh, I'm trying to think what other city. Oh, of course, West Coast, um, LA, um, uh, Louisiana, of course. So it was, it was pretty well produced. I, I really liked it. It was narrated by Skills, Mad Skills, for those who remember my Mad Skills. And then the whole thing is about maybe 20 minutes, 20, 25 minutes. And then you go downstairs and there's another area where it, it, Quest Love tells the story of the DJs. So, um, you know, Grand Wizard Theodore, the story of Grand Wizard Theodore and uh, the scratch and all of that. And they have a little nook in the back that had just hip hop memorabilia. So a lot of, um, uh, there's a whole set set up with mixtapes back when mixtape, like, like tape, tape, like the whole tape. Um, there's a whole thing about that. Uh, a bunch of, um, uh, magazine covers like vibe, the source. Actually, I have a box here that I need to get out. I'm going to frame those because I have a lot of those, uh, the source and vibe magazine and the French hip hop magazines. I want to frame those for real because this is something that I want to I want to keep. But anyway, so it's a hip hop till infinity. It's at the Hall of Lumière uh, near in the financial district. Um, really, really dope. I, I really, I really enjoy that. The whole thing took maybe an hour, hour and a half. Uh, of course, you know it's hip hop 50th birthday, so we're all celebrating that. Don't forget, record play producers edition November fifth. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see another. Oh, oh, oh! I gotta talk about this one. Um, I went and saw Michael Jackson the musical. So I'm not a big musical guy. Um, I've only seen three in my life. The best ones: uh, Book of Mormon. Uh, I saw Book of Mormon. I saw Hamilton, and I saw Lion King. And then, so this is the you know my fourth one. But holy shit! I mean, I'm a Michael Jackson fan uh, through and through, and this was this was a last minute decision. I was staying next, you know, near Times Square, so Broadway is right there. And I bought a ticket the day before, and I had a seat like third row, front and center. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna treat myself because I I I didn't know they were, they're not coming to Austin. I know they had like Dallas and Houston dates and Atlanta too coming up in October." But I was like, all right, I'm here. Might as well. This is Broadway. 
And I went and I'm glad I went. I, I'm really, really, really glad I went because the way to tell the Michael Jackson story, they, they, they started off like a, uh, this is around the time when Michael was uh, putting together the Dangerous Tour. And so it talks about putting a show together and then it does flashbacks to Michael's uh, childhood. So they had a kid Michael and a teenage Michael. And what was really interesting about that is that they had all the actors, of course, they act, they act, they sing, they do all those things, but they played multiple characters. So one moment, the dude who plays the tour manager for the Dangerous Tour, all of a sudden, he's Joseph Jackson, Michael's dad, from like in a flashback. So a lot of a lot of actors was switched back and forth, and yeah, the, it is very well well done. It's like a there's like two, two or three timelines going on at the same time, but it's easy to keep track. It's seamless how they go between between the timelines. Uh, of course, the music is dope. The guy who plays adult Michael, he nails it. He you know, I wish I, I need to look look up his name, because uh, what's his name? I got Elijah Ray. Yes, Elijah Ray Johnson. He plays uh, Michael, uh, and wow, he sings like him too. It's it's very very close, but he I think he nails it. He got the moves, he got the voice, he got the attitude. Like how Michael was playful when it was time to actually be serious. He did, he did all of that. Uh yeah, he he really got it down. So shout out shout out to him. Um they had a yeah, little kid Michael. Oh, the dancing, the dancing. I was you know, as you may know or not know, now you will find out. Um I danced for seven six, seven years and I really paid attention to the dancing. I'm like, oh, they're gonna do thriller, they're gonna do beat it, they're gonna do smooth criminal. And but the thing is they took some liberties with those routines, which was very interesting to me because they, they had some elements in it. Of course, they had to do the this part, but they had their own dance moves. And it wasn't like a static kind of dance. What I mean by that is that everything moved at once, right? So that all the dancers, you know, you know, move in positions and, you know, it was, let's say it was Michael Jackson inspired routines because you could totally see Michael doing the moves they did. And so um, by doing that, it kind of, you know, brought some fresh, uh, some, you know, little flavor uh, to the routines we all know. And I thought, I, I thought that was dope. Um, and it did, you know, they were that original songs as well. Um, but they told the story beautifully. Uh, the cast was dope. The music was dope. The dancing was dope, and uh, it was just it was just great to 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 see. And it, it talked it talked a lot about Michael's like childhood trauma. So that's why they had all these flashbacks, you know, where you know he's in the middle of a negotiation for for the tour about the the you know some 
the money that he was spending and all of that. And then flashback to, or the dad telling him, Hey, you're not going to be nothing. You got to be perfect boy. Like that kind of stuff. So it, it really resonated with me and I really loved it. So I'm glad I'm really, really glad I went. So if you get a chance, uh, go, go see it. I mean, they're going to, uh, Charlotte, Durham, Houston in November, Dallas in November, uh, just just go to mjdmusical.com and check out the dates. I, and I'm telling you, if if they're coming to your city, go see it. You will love it. If you have kids, bring like teenage kids, uh, bring them to the bring them to the show because they're going they're going to see, you know, it's a great introduction to Michael Jackson. I think. I mean, I hope as a parent you're doing your job and telling your kids about Michael, but. I'm telling you, MJ the musical is is the best. I'm glad I'm I'm up to four musicals now. I don't know what the fifth one will be. I hope it'll be just as dope because so far, every single one's been crazy, and I'm I'm really glad I went. So, go check it out. Um, let's see what else? Oh yeah, of course. You know, the thing I, I was not on vacation. Believe it or not, I was I worked during the week. I mean, during the day, and then I go out at night, and so, um. I went. To, I went to a few parties. The ones that stood out, uh, everyday Afrique. So shout out to Alberto for letting me know about this everyday people party, which is apparently a big deal in in all over the all over the world. Apparently, I had no idea. And so it's this this touring party. They bring DJs, and it's it's hip hop, the hip hop that we like, that I like, you know, the old school shit. Um, and it's this huge day party. But because Labor Day weekend was West Indies parade weekend, something festival, uh, there was a parade in Brooklyn. I didn't see the parade, but they had, so everyday people was everyday Afrique, uh, on the Labor Day. And it was in Bushwick and you had, um, it's like from four to nine or something like that. But, I haven't seen them short of going to Senegal. I haven't seen that many African people in one, one place. I mean, it was packed, not packed. Like you can't move cause it's outside, but packed in the sense that everybody in there, you know, Ghana, Nigeria, I saw some, uh, uh Moroccans. I saw, um, uh, Guinea, Ivory coast camera. I, I mean, all of Africa was, was represented. And, the music, holy shit, they went through, of course, Afrobeats is taking over the world, in case you didn't know. Uh, dancehall is on its way down, which sucks because I love dancehall, but I, I'm not so mad because the dancehall that comes out today really sucks compared to the old shit. Uh, so Af- Afrobeats is where it's at. If you can make a song called Yeah, Yeah, Yeah and have a hit, do it. Fucking, it works. So they went through a lot of Afrobeats. Um, they did, they did some dance hall, they did some zook, but it was always like up tempo, up tempo, up tempo, up tempo stuff. And the crowd was loving it. And I had never been to a place where they had mists on the dance floor. That is, no, Texas, Texas. Um, it's hot. Texas is hot. You know that, right? 100 degree weather and all that stuff. If you have a patio, or you have it do an outdoor thing, put some mist. Just pray people with a little bit of fresh water, and I guarantee you they'll stay longer, they'll dance harder, and have a great time because there was no stopping that party. 
And nine o'clock, they just cut it. But it went like from the time we got we got there, there was already people on the dance floor, and it wasn't it wasn't too hot. You know, the, the weather was just nice, like in seventies. Can't believe I'm talking about the weather. But point is, a mist on the dance floor, something I had never seen before. And Texas, you got to get your shit together and start doing that. I know there's water restrictions and all that, but man, that. People were loving it. Nobody was leaving the dance floor. Like I was on the side. I was like, "This is this is good enough." But the music was dope. I stayed the whole time. I I had a blast. So, uh, shout out to Everyday Afrique. And then uh, I spent a day in in Brooklyn, Williamsburg. Uh, I went to this place called Sunday in Brooklyn, which is a brunch spot that uh, is renowned. I mean, I pretty much just googled stuff and then was like, "All right, what am I doing today? What area am I going to be in? Cool." What are the restaurants? What are the places, the bars, things to check out? And that, that's how that's how you discover a city. I mean, it's not a you don't want to overplan either, but you want to have an idea of where where you're gonna be, and then look up maybe you know maybe a food option or uh, like a couple of food options and you know a couple of bars, or you just walk and then hey, this look cool and just walk in. That's pretty much what I did. And I found a party called the Dope Day Party at the Woods in Williamsburg. And they had like three DJs, indoor, outdoor kind of deal. And they were playing some 80s, black 80s dance music. Not dance music, but like disco, like disco funk music from 80s. Some songs that I, I didn't know, but holy shit, people were into it. People were into it. This one dude was kept locking like OG. <laughs> she was hilarious. Um but yeah this is it's called Dope Day Party. You can find them on Instagram, the Dope Day Party NYC, I think it's their Instagram handle. Um so that was in that yeah that was in Bushwick. That was in Bushwick. And then on my last night um I went to this thing because I was like I don't here here's my thing. I'm an old man, believe it or not. And um I don't want to be around 20 year olds. I just don't, I have no desire. It's just, they're boring and obnoxious to me. I just, eh, it, I don't like it. It's not court ordered, but I just don't, I just don't like it. So I, I was looking for a party where it, there were people my age, you know, eh, late thirties or so. <laughs> um, and so I found this place called Retro, Retro Club. Uh, it is in Midtown. Manhattan and it's like oh it's 70s 80s 90s dance party that's how they advertise it I'm like cool that looks fun that's like something you know there'll be Madonna and then next thing you know maybe they play Wu-Tang or maybe they play you know Tropical Quest and then followed by Prince or whatever I I, I didn't know what to expect so this was my last night and I went there by myself um, and I get there and it's like it is. It was definitely an older crowd. When I say older crowd, I mean like, like I was the average age, and I think that there were there were some couples in there. There were some dudes that were like fresh off work, uh, or I don't know, business casual. I saw a lot of khakis, a lot of you know button up shirt. Like, hey, honey, we're going out tonight. You better wear your, you know, your nice suit jacket. It was one of those things. Um, and I walk in, I walk in the place and they go, oh, we're not, we don't take cards at the door. I'm like, 
okay, this is where you know you're old is when you don't even have one of those, I can't Venmo, I can't do anything. So I have to go to Bank of America on Fifth Avenue and get cash from the ATM just to be able to get in this place. So strike one. Uh, I walk in, I mind my own business, I'm at the bar, just hanging out, just ordering my, my Negroni. I've been on a Negroni binge lately, and which is good. Um, order my Negroni, and I'm just grooving. I'm at, I'm at the bar, I'm just like, you know, just doing, I'm not going all out, you know, I'm just grooving, nothing crazy. And this old lady grabs me by the hand and drags me to the dance floor. I was trying to order a drink. I got my as soon as I got my drink, she she grabbed my hand without saying a word, drags me to the dance floor. And she's we start dancing. And I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, relax, grandma. It's not <laughs> whatever. I'm like, I'm just here, it's my last night, whatever, right? And she she danced with me for two songs straight. And the DJ was playing the entire songs too. No, we'll get to the DJ in a second, but she was Dancing pretty aggressively, I got to say, because she was in my face. When I say my face, like two inches from my nose. And she didn't say a single thing. She was dancing. She was like, you know, really basic move, hands in the air, a little bit of body, you know, body wave, body roll, that kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll keep it simple. And she doesn't say anything the whole time. But she's like borderline, like touching me all over, you know, and after two songs, I'm like, uh, yeah, well, you know, nice to meet you. <laughs> What's your name? Because I am. My name is uh, Laura. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm back. You know, nice to meet you. And, uh, and I'm like, ooh, is this like who who you who are you here with? Like, do you always drag people out to the dance store like this? Because that was kind of like unexpected. Uh, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it, but it's like. It is kind of weird. Like, you didn't say a thing the whole time. And she's like, oh, no, yeah, my husband's over there. And I look, turn around, and yes, her husband was sitting right there just watching the whole thing. And I'm like, um, maybe you should go to your husband. Uh, I don't want to get in trouble. I don't know your husband. I'm black. He's white. I don't want to make it a racial thing, but I, 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 ain't trying to, I ain't trying to get shot or get punch in the face or anything. She was, oh, no, no, no. He doesn't care who I dance with. And she was drunk. Yeah, she 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 had a few. Um, and so she just leaves me alone and goes back to her husband. So I move to the dance on the the, the side of the dance floor, kind of in the corner. And I'm just I'm just I'm just chilling, you know, nothing crazy. I'm not going all out. I just people watch, you know, they're playing all the 80s rock classic records and all of that. And I see her come back on the dance floor and she's looking for me. <laughs> she she literally, she's walking around and she's looking for me. Luckily, there was a tall dude right in front of me, but I could see her just like, you know, peeking to the left, peeking to the right, turn around. As she was dancing, she was dancing at the same time, but she was definitely looking for me. And she she gives up and then goes back to her husband. Five minutes later, I'm like, all right, time for another drink. So I go back to the bar and I'm ordering my drink and she comes behind me and grinds on me. 
And the the place is kind of a hallway, so the bars on one side, and they have high top, two top tables, uh, on the other. So it's pretty narrow at at, at that spot. And she starts grinding on me, um, and I turn around. I'm like, "Oh, hey, Laura, what's? Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know about all that." And I turn around, and her husband is literally in front of me, sitting sitting on a on the high chair, but just look staring at me. And I just I just go up and I say, hey man, uh nice to meet you. Uh lovely wife, uh, all the best. I gotta go. So I went back to the dance floor. And after that, like I didn't I didn't bother. I think she went to she went and danced with some other dudes. Um but for the most part, after a while her husband joined and they they danced together and then, you know, took off. So I gotta talk about the DJ and you'll see how this all this all wraps up because I didn't I couldn't tell who the DJ was until I got closer to the DJ booth. And the DJ is this 60 year old white dude, right? But he's the kind of guy that he he, he looks like the like the CTO of a company decides to decided to be a DJ. It's like that. Like a C, CTO, uh, the head of HR, he was like, I'm a DJ tonight. It was he had one of those looks. And he couldn't mix. That's the thing. He couldn't mix for shit. Uh he would play the entire song and he'll go he would he would have no problem going from uh ACDC to thriller. Like there was no logic to this to his selection, and I'm I'm watching him play, and I'm looking around, and, and I, I forgot what song he, he played. I think he played like a Britney Spears or something. And as soon as he played it, this this girl next to me just sat down and goes, "Oh, this this motherfucker," and I'm like, "Are you are you laughing at the the DJ?" And she goes, "Yeah, he sucks. He sucks." And I, we told him. Like you need to stop with this playing whole song and and playing songs that have nothing to do with each other and and I'm like oh you see that too and she goes yeah ask my friend here my friend John John and John John comes around and it's this 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 cool older guy and he comes up and he goes yeah I was a DJ you know in seventies eighties and nineties and yeah the kind of stuff he's doing right there now nah, that wouldn't fly back then. And I'm like, is, is the guy, is that the owner of the, the spot? Like, does he run the party? And he goes, yeah, that, that's, that's what he does. But I tell him all the time to stop with the bullshit and either hire a real DJ, but he can't be on the mic, you know, making announcements, you know, uh, in between songs. Like he's about to drop something crazy and then he drops the Spice Girls. So <laughs> it, 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 it was like that. And so... We we just kept so the three of us we kept like basically talking basically talking shit about that the, the owner slash DJ uh, of the place who were just playing bullshit, uh, but we made the best out of it. Honestly, we we shut the shut the place down, um, and we were like, hey, let's go let's go have some pizza, and we we walk about I don't know five blocks or so. We found a pizza. And holy shit, that place had pizza galore. Like it was like New York style pizza. That place, I forgot the name, but it said pizza on it. That's why I remember. 
Um, uh, somewhere on Fifth Avenue. Um, and uh, I tell him, I'm like, hey, do you? I took tell him. I tell him about the the the, the grandma that that grabbed me. The old lady kept grabbing me. And she's like, oh, you mean Laura? I'm like, yeah. Do you guys know her? And she goes, yeah, yeah. yeah. She comes, you know, she she comes all the time, you know. And I'm like, because the first thing that popped in my head when she told me, hey, my husband, you know, is over there. He doesn't mind who I dance with. And I'm like, is this like a cuckold situation? Like, am I? Are they are they fishing? Like are they the the they have a fetish for black folks and I was just there, so I fit the bill. Something. And they were like, Yeah, yeah, that, that that's what they do. And I'm like, oh and I and I'm just now finding out. It's like <laughs> it's like two thirty in the morning, everybody gone. I'm not saying I would have gone through with it, but I would entertain I would entertain it. Uh but it it was just funny. It was just funny to me. You know, when grandma grabs you and drags you to the dance floor, doesn't say a word for six minutes straight and you realize that yeah so it's actually you know sizing you up you're like damn well whatever um all right so i want to talk about all the comedy stuff i i saw um and i was pretty much at a comedy show not every night every night i mean my goal going there was to see if i could get on stage um and check out shows. I'm a fan first. So I'm like, look, this is New York. There's a club on every corner. Um, you know, usually I, I've always gone to the village on the ground or the cellar, but I got to see some other clubs. The stand, I've never been to the stand. So that was great. Uh, New York Comedy Club, Broadway Comedy Club, uh, the Old Man Hustle in Brooklyn. Uh, and yeah, every night I was at a show and I, and I got to see so many comics. Um, and people, comics that I didn't know about were just like, you know, hustling and actually killing it in New York. And, um, I got on, there was a variety, not a variety, a variety show, a talent show, um, that, uh, Victor Renato, uh, runs. And it's like, it's a talent show. Anybody can sign up and then you go up and you show your talent. And he just came up to me. He was like, "Hey, back! You want to do three minutes?" So I went up and I did three minutes. I had a blast. I mean, it was it was great. Um, and then, otherwise, I just did I just did open mics and open mics there were just as so open mic. You know, it's just like in Austin. Uh, you know, you 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 go up. The person next to you is the first time. I mean, it's it's a free for all, just like any open mic. Uh, and you got to pay too. Yeah, it's not in Austin. You can it's free. But over there, you pay five bucks um, to to get up, and I get it because it's New York City, and they can't. You know, everybody's hustling, you know, to to, to get on stage, um, and so there's just so many. I'm sure there's so many thousands, hundreds, if not thousands, of comics who are grinding in in New York. So, sorry. If you make it a free for all, then yeah, it, it's you can't manage that. So I, I I get paying five bucks, you know, to five bucks to get up. So I did about that Saturday. I did about four, four mics that day, um, and thought I did pretty well. But you know, I treated it like a show. Some of them had an actual audience. One of them had an actual audience, but the other three was just a bunch of comics who just like look at you 
and just slow clap and I'm like, oh fuck, it's just just as bad. Um but I want to get to um I'm trying to think who I saw. Yeah, Ziz I'm sorry. I saw Jim Florentine, uh Aaron Berg, um, I saw Jared Freed, Mike Cannon, uh Nathan McIntosh, Bonnie McFarlane, Ryan Long, Andrew Schultz, um, uh, and yeah, Paul Verzi, uh, Yamanika, uh, Will Savince, uh, so many people. Uh, and the thing is, like, you know, I I say I'm a fan first, and I've been very, very lucky to be around professional comedians, even just as a fan. You know, when I, you know, when I hang out, then I get to to Godfrey in a second, but when I when I hang out with with Paul Verzi. Uh, or um, uh, or even the, the, the comics that I that, that I met, you know, we don't really talk much about comedy. Like I don't bring it up. If they want to talk about it, they talk about it. But I don't really. I'm like, look, I'm just hanging out because you know you're a cool dude or you're you know you're a fun person to be around, and that's about it. You know, I don't. I I know I know where my place is. You know, I'm only four years in this thing. I don't know what that's going to take me, but I'm not sitting there going, oh, yeah, I'm going to be the next blah, blah, blah. And then I need stage time because then no, 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 I start name dropping. No, that, that's not that's not my shit. I'm, I'm a grown man. I ain't got time for that high school bullshit. Uh, but, yeah, hanging out with like a Paul Verzi. I went to see him at New York Comedy Club. Um, you know, I met him here in Austin uh, a couple of times and we got we got to hang out and have, have burgers at some joint. It's actually, it's actually pretty delicious. The service was weird, but the the burger was actually legit. Uh, and yeah, you know, he told me a bunch of stuff. You know, stuff to look out for. Give me a lot of advice. So shout out to you, Paul. Uh, check out the the Verzi effect and the podcast he has with Robert Kelly called uh, Bone to Pick, which is great. Bone to Pick is a dope podcast. Check that out. Uh, yeah, Yamanika, same thing. Like I had seen Yamanika before. Uh, but this time around, you know, I, I said, what's up? And then like we clicked and we started just, you know, shooting the shit. She was showing me videos. She was about to post, you know, and all that. So it, it, it's really, and then hanging out late night, uh, every night, uh, at the, the village on the ground or the cellar. Uh, and then people just, you know, come in and out. The next thing you know, you're on the sidewalk and you're freestyling uh, and you're rapping along with Artie Fuqua to, you know, the Ten Crack Commandments. You know what I mean? And so it, it, it's not a, that's the kind of stuff that, that I enjoy because it inspires me um, a whole lot. You know, I, I did do a bunch of writing while I was up there and I, I can't wait to try it. Um but yeah, and then Godfrey fucking, you know, shout out to him because um like we we hung out Monday Monday was Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And on Tuesday I got on his podcast, the In Godfrey We Trust. So went to the Gas Digital studio, uh, ran into Corinne Fisher, uh, that I know too, so it was great to see her as well. Um and yeah, I got on the podcast and I met Dante Nero and I've I've known I've I've been listening to Dante since the Black Phillip uh show that he did with Patrice O'Neill. 
And so it was great to meet him in person and then to be on the podcast. And it, it look, and, and, uh, I'm on Godfrey, but Godfrey's been on my show twice, on, on my podcast twice, 2016 and then, uh, earlier this year. Yeah. But being on his podcast, like it's, it's, it's his show. You know what I mean? And him and Dante already have that, you know, that, that relationship and that dynamic and they're talking about stuff that honestly, I'm, I don't have much to contribute. Like if it's politics and all of that, and I get, and when they get into their, you know, their rants, cause they love to talk and I'm like, I'm just going to, you know, sit back and, you know, lay back in the cut and just, just chill. But we recorded for three hours. So part one is out right now on YouTube. Uh, part two will be out. I talk more on part two because we talk about relationships and alpha males and Dante lays out the, his whole theory on, on relationships and how to slide in DMs and stuff like that. So it was very entertaining and I really had a blast. Uh, and you know, and Godfrey was really a good, you know, good dude. Uh, he, um, got into the, the village underground thanks to him once. And, you know, just hanging out. Artie Fuqua, same thing. Like, you know, we're, I hadn't met him back in 2018. And this time around, like, you know, we got to, we got to kick it. We ended up playing, uh, what's the name of that game? Jenga at a, you know, the bar next door. Like that was fun. I met some other people, uh, there that, you know, shout out to Andy and, uh, and, and Kent. Who are in who are in town checking out comedy? They're huge comedy fans too, so it's it's interesting when you when when you're in New York because you run into people from all walks of life. I think that Austin has this. Uh, it is it is getting there. It is getting there. It's getting you know looking like a bigger city, but it's still very what's the word Homo, homogeneous, like a lot of the same kind of thing. And so, but New York is a little bit of everybody. And I, I got to meet the, those two people that I met at that, that, that old school retro party. Like we ended up going to that pizza joint, like I said, until, and talk till like four or five in the morning, you know, a pizza place open 24 seven. Like that's not a thing here. You know what I mean? Uh, the people, the people that I met through, you know, Victor Venado, um, you know, got to hang out. Uh, Connie, shout out to shout out to Connie Chen, and you know we met up there, and then she had two friends who who lived in the East Village, so we got to hang, hang with them. So people are just like, I don't know, because there's so much culture, there's so much, it's so vibrant and such a city that's alive that like people are very welcoming. Like we walk walk into a bar, sit at the bar, and then shoot the shit with the with the bartender, and then they're playing you know Trap Call Quest. It's in, it's in the middle of you know Manhattan, but that's what's happening. And then the the uh, I did go to a spot that had like you know a bar and then video games and stuff. Same thing. People are just chill, even though it's New York, which is very like I, I, I gotta go 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 go. But the people I've met, um, everybody's been cool. And so, yeah, I got a lot of people. I mean, I shout out a bunch of people, but, you know, shout out to Paul Vergy, shout out to Godfrey, you know, Dante, Yamanika, uh, 
Uh, shout out to Connie, shout out to Alberto, Mike Swing, all the people that I saw, Lorenza. Uh, but I, I, I'll tell you what, if you get a chance, if you get a chance, I mean, me 10 days, I've never been out that that long uh, by myself, especially. But I think that if you if you want that reset, uh, solo trip is really where it's at. Sometimes I was like, yeah, I wish I had, you know, I had those moments like, yeah, I wish I was there with somebody when I, I traveled with somebody. But I think I'm glad I did it by myself because I was really able to, you know, to to, to check out stuff, you know, I, you know, uh, without having to ask or figure out logistics or whatever. It's like, hey, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to walk around. Oh, this place looks nice. Cool. Let's go in there and see what the menu is like. Oh, this place looks cool. People are, you know, having a good time. Let's go inside and see what's up. It was really that simple. It was really that simple. And, you know, I, I would definitely do it again. I, I would recommend, you know, if, if you're having a, you know, a tough time and you need some time off, it doesn't have to be New York. I'm just saying in general to just have a change of scenery and just go somewhere that you're not necessarily uh, not comfortable, but that you're not, um, that you don't know a whole lot about. And just explore. And yeah, be a tourist every once in a while. I went to Times Square, you know, once. And just, to, yeah, they got more TVs. They're bigger. They're higher. Great. Done. But I think that the bigger cities give you that sense of, oh, the world is here. Like the, the, where I'm from, it's like a little microcosm. It's, it's, it's a little, you know, bubble. And then you go to a bigger city and you explore and you realize, Holy shit, there's a whole lot more out there. And, you know, it, it doesn't take um yeah, so that that that's my recommendation. It it, it felt good. I, I can't say that I'm rested. <laughs> I can't say that I'm rested, but you know, that's fine. That's fine. I'm glad I did it. I will do it again. Uh I'm gonna try to make this a habit. Maybe once a year, just go. You know, there's tons of cities I've never been to. I've never been to LA, never been to Miami. I never been to Denver. I never been to Chicago. I went for 48 hours, so that don't count. So I never been to Chicago. So I think there's a lot, there's there's a lot of places out there that you're like, oh, then you know, let's go check it out and see what's up. You know, be safe, of course. Uh, but d- definitely worth the time, uh, worth the money. And uh yeah, I you know, I came back inspired, I would say. You know. To, to keep doing what I'm doing and meet dope people along the way because you never know. You never know. So shout out to everybody I saw up there. Uh, and yeah, my next trip will be, yeah, Skankfest, uh, Vegas at the end of the month. So in the meantime, uh, you know, this is, this is just, you know, a, a way for me to just have this, have a, a record of, you know, the trip I just went on. Um, not trying to be funny or nothing. I was just, just try, try to have it. <laughs> just <laughs> have a record of me, of my trip. Cause otherwise I'll forget. I have pictures. Maybe I'll, I'll throw some, some here and there. Um, but yeah, thank you for tuning in as always. Make sure you follow the feedback on social media everywhere. BAK follow record play live on Instagram. Uh, and the producer's edition is coming up on Sunday, November 5th at the Pershing. Hosted by Woody Devino, DJ K. Cali, and yours truly. 
uh, tickets are early bird tickets are on sale right now. You can go to recordplay.live slash producers uh, and get them, get them now because people wait. We packed the house last time. Just trust me. Get yours as soon as possible. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm going to try to try to get used to doing more solo episodes like that. I think it's great. Um, so yeah, thank you. Talk to you next time. Ciao, ciao.